Hours back. Look at that. Yay, yippee! Um, <clears throat> show of hands for who gives a fuck? Look, James. No hands. Oh, God. Already? Right off the gate, huh? Hello, I'm Jamesy Poos, and this is uh, the Danger Hour, as I mentioned, and it's been about six months since my last show. That makes me feel like I'm in a program. Hi, I'm James. Uh, I'm a potaholic. It's been, it's been about six months since my last podcast. Oh, oh, my God. You're such an inspiration. Oh my god, James! Are you making fun of Alcoholics Anonymous? No, I'm not. But I sort of am. So I'm not going to mention how, why, or even when. But one day, uh-oh. <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical. Like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I found myself in an AA meeting. I knew it! No. No. It's not what you think. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about why I was there. But I was there. Let's say I might have been supporting someone. Or maybe not. It doesn't matter. So I'm sitting in one of these meetings. Now, my preconceived notion of one of these places, if TV and movies has taught me anything, is that it's a, a room with a group of people sitting in a circle, and uh, people talk, people cry, people clap, <laughs> you know, a very supportive, safe space. But what I saw was not that. Okay, so, you know, <laughs> they're filled with drug addicts and alcoholics, right? So one person stands up. And proceeds to pretty much talk about the glory days. <laughs> They're talking about the worst time in their lives, okay? When, uh, when they lost their wives and their husband. Their kids don't talk to them anymore. You know, they, uh, <laughs> they did some terrible shit to get money to buy drugs, you know? They lost their job because they're out. They needed that drink, so they lost everything. Lost their house. All these kind of stories. But the way the people talk about them, it's like it's like a, like a guy that was a was a football hero back in high school. They talk about it like it was the glory days. Like, oh man, oh those are some crazy times. Like the the twinkle in their eye. It's fucking crazy. So I, I'm not saying they're not all like this. I'm saying the one I went to was like this. And it just seemed like they all tried to top each other. <laughs> one person would say some crazy shit and then, yeah, so that's my story. And then they sit down and people are like, oh, thanks for sharing. Anyone else like to talk? Someone else stands up. Oh, man. So kind of like this guy, this is what happened to me. And he's like topping him. <laughs> it's fucking wild. And I'm just sitting there like, wait. Is this how it's supposed to go? People just standing up like, oh yeah, you, you think that's crazy? Listen to this one. And I'm telling you, it's like the guy played fucking high school football and he won the whole championship. 
That's the kind of glimmer they had in their eye. And you know, speaking of championships, <laughs> what a segue! My son, uh, I think I mentioned he's in, he was in Little League Baseball. And uh, I think I might have also mentioned that uh, <clears throat> I, was, I was coaching the team. Oh my God, James! You weren't even the main coach! You were more like the team mom! Oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah, I mean, listen. I'm not going to say that thanks to my incredible coaching abilities it led my son's team to greatness, but I'm also not, not going to say that. I mean... I had my share in the uh, on the ultimate uh, grand scheme. Thing. All right, fine. I was more like the helper. Okay, I did some coaching. I did some first and third base coaching, but I wasn't the main guy, and I'll own that. But nonetheless, thanks to me, <laughs> my son's little league team, the Dodgers, wound up winning the fucking championship. They won it all. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Yeah, they did it. So goddamn proud of that boy and that team. Such a fucking fun experience. Oh, man. And nothing's ever going to top it as far as, you know, Little League Baseball goes because I had uh, fellow coaches that are friends of mine. They all had they had boys in the team. And it was like a really fun group. And it was just, a, man, it was like a roller coaster ride. It's fucking crazy. And they wound up winning the TOC. The first time that the Highlander organization in Hacienda High ever won the TOC in that division. Pretty big deal. But it's bittersweet because uh, that field is being taken away. That's right. I'll pause so you can all gasp. Yep. The baseball field is being, it's like, it's like a movie, you know, save the field, man. Yeah, some uh, some people are buying the land and uh, making condos there, and they're also adding on to this school nearby next door. It's mostly Asians. They're adding on to the Asian school. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and make it seem like Asians are evil, but in this case, <laughs> I mean, there's gotta be a bad guy, and it sure isn't the little baseball kids. So it's going to be the evil Asians. <laughs> we buy on the baseball field and no more kids to play on the baseball. I fuck you, hush in the eyes. You don't have a baseball no more. Now you have a new a million dollar condos. Pay me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's racist. Yes, it's uncalled for. But yes, it's also true. I mean, there's got to be a bad guy and it sure isn't going to be the little league players. Those are the good guys in this scenario. It's the evil Asian businessmen, man. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourselves. Are you really angry? You're going to write to your local representatives, get something done, get their show taken off the airwaves? Just stop listening. Can I go on a tangent real quick? <clears throat> Thank you. I am fucking tired of this current climate. I recently wanted to praise one Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle for their comedy specials because they fucking swing for the fences, dude. They go all out. Dave Chappelle went way out. The last one, Sticks and Stones, which was pretty fucking good. Um, it's fucking, it's annoying, dude, that everyone is so scared to say anything 
and scared to make fun of different races. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like me. Listen, okay, I know you all know this. I'm lactose intolerant. It's like me going to a restaurant and telling the manager or the chef, uh, excuse me, I'm lactose intolerant. Therefore, I'd like you to remove all dairy items off the menu. Okay? I, I actually demand it or I'm going to start protesting outside your restaurant. That's the kind of shit that's going on. People are so fucking narcissistic. They, they think the whole world needs to, to bow to them. I don't get this whole thing and people are fucking giving in. It's like, if you don't like it, just walk away. Turn it off. Don't listen. Why do you got to make an outrage about it? It's ridiculous. I think I, I think I blame social media and cell phones. I mean, everyone now, ah, you need to know what I think. You need to know my feelings, my stupid fucking thoughts. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, James, coming from the guy that's doing a fucking podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. But I'm not fucking forcing it down your throat. You can listen or you can't. I don't care. I'm not calling news media. I do a podcast and no one listens to it. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> do something. Someone must lose their job. Oh, it's fucking retarded. You can't say that, James. What, retarded? It's fucking retarded. Retarded! Okay, rant over. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm all over the place. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's been a long... It's been a while since I've done a podcast. And I, I, I think that some of you might even think that maybe I passed away. And hell, maybe I did. Is that a possibility? That I passed away? I bet some of you were thinking about it. Hey, whatever happened to that Danger Hour guy? Probably died. <laughs> what if this is a show that I recorded for my wife to release? You know, I left her a, a whole detailed set of instructions on, on what to do after my death. And step one was to play this show on the air for all of you to hear what I really think about you. <laughs> Who cares? Would that be the first time anyone's ever done that? Instead of like a suicide note, you leave a suicide podcast. Oh, great, James. You committed suicide? Well, shit, I, I probably did. Let's see. How would I have done it? What's the easiest way to kill yourself? Boy, this got dark fast, huh? But it's got to be sitting in a bathtub and slit your wrist, right? And watching all your the, the water turn like a beautiful crimson. Now, the easiest way is got to be able to shoot yourself. Wait, well, how would you do it where you w you'd leave like the least amount of mess for people to clean up? Hmm. Set yourself on fire? Yeah, well, no, that'd be pretty messy. Hmm. How would you kill yourself? The oh, I know what to do. Just go in the fucking ocean and poke yourself full of holes so you're bleeding. And then next thing you know, <laughs> you'll all be taken away. There'll be no trace of you. But that's pretty terrifying. Okay, I got it. You go to the ocean. You charter a boat. You go way out there. You lean over the edge of the boat. You shoot yourself in the head. So that way you're dead. And then you fall back into the water. And then your body's taken care of. Done. Easy. <laughs> and then you play your suicide podcast. And then all is right in the world. <clears throat> okay, so if you're hearing this. I chartered a boat, and it's uh, floating out in the Pacific right now. So uh, get the Coast Guard to go get it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I told my wife, and I don't think she's going to ever do this, but 
I told her that these are my last wishes. First of all, I want to be cremated. And then I'd like her to use some of my ashes and put them in a mixture of brownies and serve them to all my closest family and friends. Then I'm going to play sort of like an Inglorious Bastards type uh, footage on the big screen. Remember that? With the chick that spliced herself into the, into the movie? Just like a last, ha ha, gotcha. And just so they know that their next shit is going to be me going through them coming out of their asshole. <laughs> but she probably won't do it. You know, loyalty only goes so far. She probably just wouldn't want to do it anyway. <laughs> That's not cool. Like, why would you want to feed people your body? Because <laughs> I asked you to do it, goddammit. Fucking women, man. They don't want to mind their men. Just do what you're told. Am I right, guys? I mean, jeez. <laughs> you know what I really want? I've really thought about it. I want a Viking funeral. Wouldn't that be fucking cool as shit? If you're not familiar with it, it's where they put your body on this floating like hay raft. And they set you down the river. And you, as you're floating down, a dude with a bow and arrow that lights it on fire shoots it. And it torches your ass and you're, you're on fire and you're floating down the river. Pretty fucking sick. Wouldn't you love to go to a Viking funeral instead of the normal bullshit funerals that you go to? Like, oh, this is great. Another person getting put in the ground. An expensive-ass piece of fucking metal. It's not going to decompose. Nothing weird about that. <laughs> You're going to be mummified. Don't you want to be like the Lion King and the antelope eat the grass? Thus is a circle of life Simba. Don't you want to go back and uh, do something for someone? You know, like be, be a tree. You grow up and you give shade to some asshole that's working out in the yard. He gets to lay under you. You get to shade this guy. Look, you still get to do something in the afterlife. You're a tree. But no, you want to lay in a fucking box in your cheap suit? <laughs> Forever? <laughs> Stupid. Oh my God, he's offending my religious beliefs. Ah, go fuck yourself again, lady. All right, let's get into, let's get into why I've been uh, an absentee podcastee lately. I'll tell you why. Let me, uh, let me catch you up with all my fantastically interesting life. So, <laughs> like I said, my boy was on the Little League team. The Dodgers, they won the whole thing. Then he was chosen to be on the All-Star team. If you're not familiar, the All-Star All team is when they pick the best players from each team and they make... An all-star team <laughs> composed of all-stars. <clears throat> Are you with me so far? So then after that, he was going to, you know, his team was going to compete against other all-star teams from other cities to see who is the all-star supreme team. Okay. Now, at this point, he's got, it's like a tournament style. So he's got games throughout the week. Oh, I didn't talk about this. Another tangent, please. Let me tell you about this dark chapter in my life entitled The Dark Times. <laughs> so my company decided it'd be a great idea to change some kind of a rule which allowed a whole bunch of movement within the company, which meant that people that have less time than me left this location that we work at. And guess who had to fill in the night shift once it was vacated? That's right, this poor bastard. So suddenly, I'm coaching my kid's team about halfway through the season, 
they decided to give me this great news. Oh, by the way, you're working nights from now on. <laughs> oh, God, it was great timing. So I wound up burning a lot of vacation time, a lot of vacation time, to get to his games during the week. Because, dude, I'm coaching. It was important to me. The fucking Dodgers, probably his last year in Little League, because he's in, he's in the travel ball circuit. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a more advanced form of playing. So you probably won't go back to Little League. So I'm like, all right, his last year, I'm coaching. It's the fucking Dodgers. We're doing well. I got to get to each game. You know what? Can I pull an inception here? A tangent within a tangent? <clears throat> I'm fucking tired of feeling like I'm a slave. Oh my God, James! Are you really comparing yourself to slavery? Yeah, yeah, I am. James, you're really going to compare your situation to those poor black folk back in the day being forced to work long hours, beaten, raped, given scraps of food, James, to you and your work situation? Yeah, it's pretty fucking close. I mean, they tell me I got to work nights all of a sudden, and I got nothing to say about it. It's like I'm being a slave. Oh, my God, James! Are you, uh, just calm your tits, all right? I'm not saying it's the same as slavery, but it pretty much is. I can almost, I can almost feel what it was like for those poor black folk back in those times. I'm just saying I can relate. Okay, I apologize for that one. That one uh, that was a little too far. Anyway, back to my original tangent. So, <laughs> I miss doing this. All right, so I'm on the night shift, but suddenly we get a new guy, and that gets me back on the daytime schedule, and I'm back coaching, and uh, everything's right in the world. But then suddenly, another guy left, <laughs> and I was back at nights again. Oh, God. So anyway, then, uh, then the All-Star comes up, All-Star team, and that's a tournament style. So it's a, it depends on what game he wins that, and, or what game they win or lose, which will determine the schedule of from then on. So it can fall one way or it can fall the other way. So I told my wife, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to take the whole week off and like a few days off the next week just so I can be prepared for whatever games they're going to play so I don't miss any of it. So that's what I did. So here we go. Uh, tangent's over. Now we're back on track. Uh, I'm, I'm still on nights at this point. I have all this vacation day ready to go to, to cover my shit so I don't miss any of his games. And then suddenly, they fucking lose immediately and they're out. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's over. And it was over like on a... Ah, what day was it over? It was over like on a... Thursday. So I thought they were going to go clean into the weekend to the next week, but no. So now we have all this time open. And I'm like, oh, should I have a week off? A week and a half off or whatever it was. And it's like, great. Do I cancel it? And then I told my wife, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go on vacation. What? What, what, what do you mean? Are we going to have any plans? Are we going to have? I'm like, you know what? Guess what? The Dodgers are playing the Colorado Rockies in Colorado this weekend. Let's go. But what do you mean, let's go? I'm like, no, let's just go. I've always wanted to go to Colorado. Let's fucking do it. Just go on a road trip. Stop one, Denver, Colorado, to see Dodgers, Rockies. Okay, let's do it. 
That's big. That's big crazy. <laughs> that's what we did. So knowing we're going to Colorado, don't even think about that question because I already know what you're going to ask. And the answer is yes. Of course, I planned on going to the Rocky Mountains National Park. Of course I did. It goes without saying. So immediately I get my little fingers going on the interwebs. And luckily, I find on the days we're going to be there, a campsite. Like the last one. I was like, oh my God, it's destiny. I book it. I start reading up. I was like, okay, what, what should I know about this area? What, what do I got to do? And it says, it says something about there's no grizzly bear in the Rockies, but there are black bear and they are rare. I was like, all right, I can handle that. No big deal. And so we head off on the road and I'm hoping the wife wants to drive first because I've already seen the drive through Vegas. You know, I've already seen that. Boring. I want to drive when there's something cool and new to see. So luckily, the wife's like, I'll drive first. Like, yes, sucker. So she drives. It's at night, though, so it doesn't matter anyway. We, we, then we get to the fucking Cajon Pass. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the one going towards Vegas into Victorville on the 15. If you're familiar with the area, you know it's a fucking nightmare. And at this point, it was like bumper to bumper. And I'm trying to get some sleep so I can charge up for the long drive through the night. It takes a fucking hour. It adds an hour, sorry, to our drive. Uh, my wife drives an hour past Vegas, so she drove like a no, total of five hours. Now it's my turn. I get behind the wheel. I forgot what time it is, but it doesn't matter. I'm driving clear through the fucking night. Now, here's why it's a great idea to drive at night, boys and girls, if you haven't thought about this. Number one, there's no sun beating down on you. Number two, there's less traffic except for the fucking Cajon Pass. Uh, once you get past all that and you get past Vegas, it's all open. It's all smooth sailing. Next, the kids are asleep and they're fucking quiet. No bitching and moaning. And it's fantastic. The wife's asleep. I got this shit all to myself. Nothing but the open road and my thoughts and uh, music. Yep, I put uh, some headphones in, listened to my own shit. Had total privacy. It's fantastic. I drove for 10 hours straight. Nope, nine hours straight. And then at the last hour, I was like, dude, I got I to gotta, I gotta check out. I can't handle this no more. My eyeballs are strained. I need to rest them. So the wife drove the last hour. But I got to tell you, man, once you get into Colorado, it's like, holy shit. Things are getting pretty beautiful around here. And as you, the further in you go into the state, it's like, oh, my God. It just becomes more and more incredibly beautiful. Looks like a painting after a like a Bob Ross. <laughs> It's like you're driving with Bob Ross. Hey, look at that over there. Look at that little tree. Needs a friend. Everyone needs a friend. It's pretty cool, man. It's like, it's so goddamn scenic. It's, it's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, we get, to, we get to Denver, which is not very scenic. But uh, <laughs> we get in there. I'm not joking. We, uh, luckily, I was able to get an early check-in. We got to our room. Like I told the chick, I got to the fucking desk. And I'm like, you know, I, I look like you would if you were in the car for 14 hours. I was like, look, we just drove all through the night from California to get here. I know check-in is until three, but is it, is it possible? Please, have mercy for my family and I to check in a little early. Oh, that's not a problem. Let me, let me see if we have a room available. Hold on. Yes, we do have a room. Yeah, you can have an early check-in. That's not a problem. Please, please, enjoy your stay. <laughs> so we all go in. You know, we all shower up. We get some food. And then we just fucking crashed for like an hour. And then we got to jump right out of bed, 
and uh, I booked a room a few blocks from Coors Field. We just walk to Coors Field. The thing I like about Coors Field and Petco Park in San Diego is they're right off the goddamn street, right in the middle of the city, and it's easy. Now, look, I like Dodger Stadium, but it's a fucking nightmare to get in and out of there. It's all secluded up there in the hill, which is, which is something cool about it, but it's also very inconvenient. But uh, yeah, this, this stadium, you just walk right in, and it's, oh man, it's so fucking nice. It's all brick. It's beautiful. Brick and iron or steel, whatever. And it's beautiful. I loved it. The other thing about Coors Field that they kind of they got it nailed is, is the ability to get a beer. Now, Dodger Stadium, that's the one I'm going to compare it to because that's the one I've been to the most. Dodger Stadium is kind of a pain in the ass at times if there's a lot of people. Now, these people, they have their normal stands that, they, that you can go to, get some hot dogs and peanuts and beer and shit. Then they have the beer carts. They also have people standing in the middle of the aisle with fucking big ice chests full of beer. It's genius. It's genius. It's very easy to get a beer in this place. I mean, that's one thing I have to commend them on. And of course, I did order Coors Light. That's the beer I've been drinking as of late. Oh my God, James. When did you become such an old fuck? An old piece of shit fuck. An old piss water beer drinking old piece of shit fuck. All right, we get it. We get it. Dude, I'm telling you, yeah, I'm old. And I like beer to go down smoothly. I like to be able to drink for long periods of time and not feel bloated. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to get completely shit-faced. I want to be able to party. Anyhow, I know the next question you have. Yes, the Coors Light there did taste more like the Rockies than it does in California. It's proven. All right, so after the game... Uh, <laughs> you know what? Can I go off on another tangent? I know you like my tangents. A baseball tangent. If you don't like baseball, fast forward about three minutes. But if you, uh, if you are somewhat of a casual fan, then you might appreciate this. I've, got, I'm tr- I've been trying to uh, expand my horizons when it comes to baseball and go to different stadiums. Now, so far, I've had very bad luck when it comes to this because every away game I've been to, the Dodgers have lost. And every away game I've been to, I've been fucking cheated out of a baseball. And let me explain. First, Angel Stadium. I've been there already before, but in this year, uh, I went to a lot of different stadiums, but that's the first one. Angel Stadium. Dodgers lost, of course. But I was down by the fucking wall watching the pitchers warm up. They do the long toss. They, they throw the ball across the whole field and then work their way back towards the catcher, and then they, help, then they walk back in. So as the, this guy named Stripling is, uh, is, war- is winding it down, he's walking in, and people start screaming, throw me the ball, I want the ball. Now, I'm the only asshole, one of them, that's got a bright blue Dodger shirt on around the sea of red little cunts, okay? So I have a beer in my right hand, and I'm like, yo, right here, buddy. And he sees me. He locks eyes. He fucking tosses the ball to me, okay? It's soaring majestically through the air. And I just reach my hand up, bah, right in my hand. But as I'm clenching down, it fucking pops right out of it. It, like, bounce off my knuckle inside my hand, whatever you call that, like the bone in my hand, it bounces off. Because my bones are so powerful and manly that I couldn't contain the ball quickly enough and it fell onto the ground. I'm like, fuck! And I look down right away, scrambling, and some asshole, some like 45 year old dude, he picks it up. Angel fan, it's got an angel shirt on. He holds the ball up, he looks at it, then he looks at me, we lock eyes. And I thought, oh, the guy's gonna give me the ball. He saw that I 
had a beer in my hand and didn't wasn't able to contain it with one hand alone. But no, he just looks at me and walks away. <laughs> that was strike one. Okay. Next stadium is Petco Park in San Diego. Now we're there for uh, batting practice. The Dodgers are batting. We're up there on the, on the wall. My uh, my brother-in-law and me. He's on my right, and uh, we're like we're all crowded. We've got our gloves on. The whole deal. Here comes a fucking uh, a glorious hit, sailing up in the air. I'm like, oh fuck, that's gonna that's gonna come right to me. It winds up going a little bit to my left. I put my glove out. I'm like, oh, it's coming right in my glove. And as soon as it's about to go in there, some dickhead to my left. Bumps my glove out of the way and catches it with his glove. I'm like, you son of a bitch. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's celebrating. He looks at me like I'm supposed to be joining in his celebration. Meanwhile, I'm like, fuck you, buddy. That was my ball and you took it from me. Dodgers lost that game too. Two for two. Next stadium, we go to Coors Field. I get there for batting practice once again. I'm out there in the outfield just waiting. No balls are coming towards me. Suddenly, Justin Turner Pops a glorious motherfucker up in the air. I'm like, oh, that one's coming to me. Now it winds up going like an aisle above me, but I reach and extend my hand and it hits the very inside tips of my fingers of my glove and fucking knocks out of there and goes flying to the next two rows behind me. Lost it. Not only did I lose the ball, the Dodgers lost that game as well. Since then, I've bought myself a brand new baseball glove, an expensive a2000 that is well constructed so this will never happen again oh no that is the last time a ball flies out of the poorly crafted loosely fingered baseball glove that i possess <laughs> next up chase field arizona my wife and i just went there recently just her and i uh, a few weeks a couple weeks ago we're sitting we have great fucking seats i have no uh they didn't have any batting practice that day i showed up had my fucking glove and uh, the guy goes, yeah, they're not doing batting practice today. I'm like, God damn it. So we had really great seats behind home plate. We're sitting back there. All of a sudden, the ball gets popped up almost to the very top of the dome. It's all a covered uh, stadium because it's 112 when we got there. It's hot as fucking Phoenix, I'm sure you would imagine. So the ball goes flying all the way to the ceiling, what it looks like. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's coming down where we are. But it winds up soaring like 10 rows behind us. Then it bounces and comes back towards us. I'm like, it's going to come to me. But it winds up dropping the aisle behind me, behind the seat, onto a tray of food, used food that someone threw behind there with trash and shit. I went, oh, fuck. It's literally right behind me. And I see it. And I go to grab it. But the guy in the next row behind me has the same idea. And he gets his hand in there right before I do. And my hand gets fucking diverted. And I go into a an oozy pile of something. I'm like, oh my God, what am I touching? I pull my hand back and I had my hand inside a big cup of nacho cheese. <laughs> the people around me and my wife see that and start fucking laughing at me. I was cheesed. And the ironic part, of course, is I'm lactose intolerant. And all I got was a handful of cheese. So yeah, they wound up losing that game by one run and I got cheesed out of a ball. Literally. So now you're all caught up. Every away game I've been to, Dodgers have lost, and I've lost out on a ball. But there's still more coming because next week I'm taking my son to Oracle Park in San Francisco for the Dodgers-Giants. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Will this terrible streak continue? Or will it not? Who's to say? 
but time. Oh my God, James. I love San Francisco. Uh, oh, I know you do. James, what are you implying? Nothing. Just maybe that you fly a rainbowed flag. I love rainbow flags, James. Yeah, I know you do. But what are you, what are you implying, James? Nothing. Fly whatever flag you want. I don't give a shit. All right, so that's the end of that tangent. Let's uh, try to steer this fucking car back on the road. Where the hell was I? I'm not even sure what I'm even talking about. I was lost in that baseball magic. Oh, yeah. So my, uh, my wonderful travels. The great thing about baseball stadiums in the city, like the, the San, San Diego Padres and uh, the Rockies, is once the game's over, everyone just floods out into the street and goes their own separate ways. And sure, there's crowds, but everyone's flowing, flowing. So you're out quick. And like I said, my, the hotel was like four blocks away. Done. It was fucking amazing. The next day was planned just to be a, a relaxing day. So we stayed in Denver again just to kind of rest. I knew it was going to be a long drive. So that day was just meant to just hang out, take it easy. Just we went, on a, we went and checked out the Red Rocks Amphitheater, which is pretty fucking gorgeous. Uh, unfortunately, we, we didn't get to see anyone play, any, uh, any band. But goddamn, does it seem like it'd be a really great place to watch a show. It's, it's freaking incredible. So anyway, the, the next day after that, we get up, head to the Rockies. Now we're driving up there. Man, it's, it's just getting more and more beautiful. You see all these uh, rushing white waters, uh, these rivers flowing next to the road. Beautiful trees. There's trees everywhere. Everywhere. Green trees. Beautiful mountain views. It's insane. We get to the Rocky Mountains, get in there, get to our, our campground. I go to check in, and the lady goes... Now, keep in mind, I said there was, there was black bear, but they're extremely rare. You never see them, right? I check in. The lady goes, just to let you know, we uh, had a black bear here last night. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now I got to worry about that. And she's like, ah, but they won't do nothing. Just uh, stay away from them. They'll stay away from you, blah, blah, blah. So we set up our camp. We're looking around. It's like, God damn, we had a really, really great site. Um, gorgeous campground. And then we decided to make the most of the day. We headed out. There was a very scenic road. I forgot what it's called. But it's, a, it's super popular in Rocky Mountain National Park. If, uh, if you ever go, it's just, just take the scenic drive. And it's fucking killer, dude. It's gorgeous drive. And you can stop off many times and, and walk around on the tundra. Take a look at the Rockies all around you, snow covered. There's snow on the ground too here and there. It's, it's killer. It's killer. But the crazy thing is, the crazy thing about that area is it's so wild as far as uh, the weather. We were standing there watching, looking out at the, at the scenic views, and all of a sudden you just see like fog rolling in. And within 15 minutes, you can't see a fucking thing because this fog is so dense. It's like, Jesus Christ, that came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden it's gone. It, gets, <laughs> it moves past you. And then it's all, uh, you know, partly cloudy, blue skies. Also, just without warning, it could start raining on you. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll just start raining for no reason. Like, what? Oh, shit, it's raining. And then, and then it'll stop. 15 minutes, it's over. It's kind of like, uh, it's like if you're in Hawaii, it just rains for a little bit and it's over. Same thing with the Rocky Mountains. Like, it'll rain every day for a little while and then done. But uh, one, one of the nights we were there, it just downpoured the whole night. Super hard rain, thunder, lightning. And it just, you're so high up there, you know, it feels like, it feels like the lightning and thunder were right, literally, literally over our heads. It's crazy. But it was, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was, I love lightning and thunder. So, I mean, it was like a show for us. 
never saw any bears, but some deer came through our campground. Some wild turkey came through our campground. A fucking baby deer just hung out like 15 feet from us under a tree. It's pretty sick, man. The whole experience was, uh, was amazing. We took this, uh, this really great hike. Uh, we didn't do much hiking. The wife is not a fan. <laughs> but we took this one hike that took you to three different lakes. And the last lake was uh, oh, glorious. Just this mirror lake and the reflection of the snow-capped mountains behind it. I can't, it, it was like a painting in front of you. It was, it was an, it, you can't even describe it, man. You just got to see it. It's, and even when you see it, you can't believe it. Just fucking sat there and stared at it for like an hour. Like, this is fucking crazy. This is crazy. This much beauty should be illegal. It was cool. It's a great trip. So from there, we left. And now we have no plans. That's the, that's the extent of our plans. Dodgers, Rockies, baseball game, then the Rocky Mountain National Park. From there on, wherever. So then we headed down to Colorado Springs. The wife wanted to check out something called Garden of the Gods. And from then on, we we're like, all right, let's just start hitting up national parks we haven't been to. And it was cool not having any plans. Just, okay, the next thing we're going to do is go to that national park so we can just stop wherever we want between here and there. No schedule to follow. Nowhere to be at any time. No rooms booked. Like, oh, we, you know, we got to check in. Nope. We fucking drove, and then whenever we wanted to stop, looked it up. Okay, what's nearby? Uh, here's the hotel. Looks nice. Okay, let's go. Done. Very spontaneous. Never ever taken a vacation like that before. Usually we have, oh, we got to be here at this time, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, dude, we had no plans. And it was fucking freeing and really nice. Really nice. So we went to Garden of the Gods, and she wanted to go there, right? So we get out, we're walking around. It's hot as fuck, but I can handle it. I work out in the heat all the time, so I'm used to it. But she's, we take a little hike, and it turns out we parked in the wrong spot to get to where she wanted to go. It was going to be a ways, and she's like, you know, we, <laughs> we get back in the car after being out in the 100-plus degree weather, and she's like, ah. We took a little hike around this little, uh, this, this little nature-y area, and she was digging it, but she's like, ah, it's too hot. So we drive to another area and we find, oh, look, this is the spot you want to go to. I'm like, just park right here. So we finally get a park and she's like, eh, I, I don't feel like walking around no more. I was like, what? Like you wanted to come here. Yeah, but I'm over it. It's just too hot. And I get it. It was hot, but it's like, dude, I'm of the seize the fucking moment type of guy, you know, adventurous. Let's just fucking do it. Let's go. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going. I'll sit in the car. You go ahead. It's just too hot. I don't understand that mentality. You're here. You're probably never going to come back. You went, you drove all this way and you're not going to make the most of it. I don't understand it, but uh, whatever. The boy came. He's like, I want to go. He came with me. We wound up seeing some really cool fucking shit that she'd never got to see. We <laughs> so we walked around in the actual garden of the gods whole thing. And uh, it's just mostly like these, these really these really uh, beautiful red rock formations. It's crazy looking stuff. And uh, me and the boy, we climbed some rocks and we had this really great moment that I was showing him how to climb rocks, even though I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing, but just how to like, you know, just go over, like use, okay, so if you're trying to climb up between two sides of rock, just to like, you know, push up, push your back against one side and kind of make your own leverage uh, instead of, you know, the normal, like a little kid would be like, oh, if I can't climb straight up, then I can't do it. It's like, no, look, push against this rock, 
you know, open your legs, stand against here, blah, 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 like that kind of thing. And it was a really cool moment between him and I where it was fucking great. And this special thing that we wouldn't have had if we wouldn't have gotten out and walked around. And she blew it. <laughs> she missed out. And then she wound up missing out again. This is a common theme with my wife. So the next stop was the Great Sand Dunes National Park. You drive all the way, after you see all this beautiful Colorado, like, you know, mountain area, you start coming down and, and it becomes more like a rolling plains, which is gorgeous too. Then you come down towards the very bottom and all of a sudden in this area, it's small area, well, it's big, but it's just a smaller area in the whole state. There's fucking sand dunes and they're huge. I think, they're, I, think I read they're the biggest in North America, the biggest dunes. So we head out there and uh, we park the car, we get out. You start walking down towards the dunes, like down this little like park after the parking lot, and there's like this wash, like this rivery wash, and it says depending on uh, how much snowfall in the time of year, it could be like waist deep, but right now it's just ankle deep, and actually uh, maybe like mid mid like calf, depending on what part you went through. But people were just like in there, fucking look like you look like you're at the beach. People were in bathing suits, all kinds of kids were playing in the water. It was pretty cool. I didn't expect that. And then you walk, you keep walking, you get to the dunes, and uh, I told the wife, okay. We're going to the tallest dune right up there. And she's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm like, why? Why? Once again, I'm like, we came all this way. We've come to the great sand dunes. Let's just, let's have an adventure. Let's make the most of it. Let's go up there. You can go up there. That's going to be hard. That's a lot of work. I'm like, well, we're fucking here. Let's make the most of these experiences. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. You go. I'm like, I'm going. And then the kids are like, we want to go too. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So now she just wanted to, she just didn't want to fucking do it, man. No part. Now, this here's the thing I love. First, let me preface this by saying a lot of things suck about taking your kids on vacation. They fucking bitch, they whine, they complain, they don't see the 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 greatness in some of the stuff you, you're gonna go do and see. But the great part of having the kids is they're down to do shit. Unlike my fucking wife. <laughs> no, I don't wanna do that. So the kids are down. So we're heading up, and it proves to be way fucking harder than I anticipated because every step you take, your foot sinks down like a foot. So you're taking a step, sinks. Another step, sinks. So it's like you feel like you're going nowhere. It's like, holy shit. Then I start questioning, like, do I want to do this? This is going to be very difficult. And I'm like, no, dickhead. What would you just say? Make the most of the situation. Fucking do it. And I'll tell you what. It was one of the hardest fucking hikes I've ever been on in my life. And the kids, we all powered through it. And it was a lot of fucking work. I'm not kidding you. And, uh, but we got up there relatively fast. Even though I was like, oh, this is going to take a long time. We, we made it all the way up. And it was a long way. I can't stress that enough. A long fucking way. Sinking, sinking. But uh, we wound up just doing it and stop, rest, go for it, stop, rest. Like my daughter really, I really was proud of her because she did not quit. And she, trust me, dude, she's the kind of, like my wife, like, eh, I don't want to do that. And she was just like, daddy, daddy, I'm so tired. I'm like, yeah, I know, we're almost, you gotta keep, gotta keep going, gotta keep going. And we got to the fucking top, dude, and that feeling that we all had. And we got to look out at the view, take the photos with the, of, of fuck. It was, it was like a never, you won't forget that experience. And I know they won't. And just the views and just the feeling like we did it. And then the next thing that happened was even better. So after you're at the top, 
you get to run down. It's like it's just like you're running down like the beach, you know, going to the ocean. Uh, if you you ever been to the beach that has like a little hill where you're running down to the water? So think about that, but think of it times a thousand. So you're up way high, but no matter what, you're gonna run. You're just gonna sink in the sand. You're not gonna fall <laughs> until you get towards the bottom. Because my fucking kids both ate shit. <laughs> And the great thing is I was filming it. So we were all running. My kid got down to the bottom. My son, like once the once it leveled out and he just fucking ate it and he fell in like little, did a little spin, but he's totally fine. And he's laughing and I'm laughing. And then I, I happened to point up towards the hill and my daughter's coming down towards us and she fucking falls at the bottom too. And she gets a face full of sand. I'm talking, she's got retainers. Her mouth is full of sand and she and it's like in her face, her eyes, her hair. And she does a whole like cartwheel and tumble like two times. And then she winds up like back on her ass. And she's right in my face where I have the camera. And I get the whole thing. And she's laughing and I'm fucking dying. I'm crying. I'm like, I never laughed so hard in quite some time. It was so goddamn funny. And it never would have happened if we didn't go out and seize the opportunity. You know what I mean? That kind of shit is what you make is how you make memories. And uh, I'll tell you more about that. It's a common theme with this trip. But it was a great trip. But I'm just shitting on my wife. So uh, <laughs> so that was a really fucking great... I mean, if we wouldn't have done that, that, that that's what made that national park, is, what, is doing that, you know? At every national park, I try to do something that makes a great memory. Not just like, oh, look, that's pretty. Go fucking do it. So from there... Uh, we leave, we just travel, we're going down south and it's now like, oh, so what do you want to do now? And I go, hey, we're in a, we're in a hotel room, I think uh, maybe the night before. And I'm looking through my phone, looking up ahead, uh, up ahead in the road. I'm like, you know what? I never noticed, but New Mexico has a national park. It's like, do you want to go? Ah, uh, okay, sure. That's how I went. And you're like, okay, I guess we're going to New Mexico now. We're traveling all the way through New Mexico. So we go from Colorado straight down. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Fucking Roswell is right in the way. I'm like, let's go to Roswell. And she's like, all right, I don't care. Let's do it. She's just up for anything. Like, who cares? So I've always heard New Mexico is beautiful, right? My dad calls me, just, uh, just so happens to call me. Hey, so uh, what, are you, what are you headed now? What are you doing? He would call me once in a while. Well, when out were you gone? He reminded me of that guy from, uh, what's that movie with uh, DiCaprio? Where he forges checks and he's a pilot. Uh, Catch me if you can. And his dad, who's Christopher Walken, is always telling him, Hey, Frank, uh, where are you going, Frank? Where, where are you going now? That's how I felt like my dad was. Hey, where are you going now? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going, we're going down through New Mexico. Ah, New Mexico. Ah, it's supposed to be beautiful there. They call it the land of enchantment. I was like, how the hell do you know that? <laughs> well, I know a thing about a thing or two. It's like, all right. Well, yeah, I've always heard New Mexico is gorgeous too. I'll tell you what, it's fucking not. If you travel down the whole east, eastern side of the state... It's just, it's the same image the whole time. That's it. It's just desert shrubs, dirt, and a straight road for hours upon hours. But then we get to Roswell. I don't know if the, if the western side is more beautiful, but uh, don't go down the eastern side. So yeah, we get to Roswell, and I already booked a room in Roswell. because I'm like, That'd be cool to stay in Roswell. Turns out Roswell's a fucking shithole. <laughs> oh, God. It is a shithole. The only thing that's cool about the place is they've got little green aliens all over, all over every kind of store, restaurant, little green aliens, um, little statues all, all over the place. It's pretty cool that way, but it's a shithole, dude. I got a, I got a room 
at this motel that looked like the fucking it, it looked really nice in the photos once i got there it looked like the bates motel just where, like where a car parks right outside your door like a murder hotel and uh oh we get i'm like oh jesus oh check in and you i walk into the lobby and it's like this indian woman hello welcome to the hotel so i check in we go to our room and uh, my wife's like oh my god this place looks disgusting i'm like yeah i know it's like, but it's the cheapest one around here. There's like nothing available in Roswell except for this place and some other place that was way expensive. I was like, I'm not paying that shit. So we get in and it stinks. Oh, I can't even describe the smell. It smells like, I can't even describe it. It was fucking terrible. And they didn't have any carpet. It had like, uh, like linoleum flooring, which was weird. And then my, my daughter walks in the bathroom. She's like, oh my God, it stinks even worse in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And my wife was like, oh, I can't stay here. We cannot stay here. I'm like, yeah, let's get out of here. So I go back. And the problem with trying to cancel uh, a reservation through a third party, which is like Expedia, is you have to get permission from the hotel to cancel it. I don't know if you're aware of this. And so they couldn't get a hold of the hotel. So I had to fucking take the walk of shame. I told the guy on the phone, well, what if I take the phone into the woman? I'm like, because I, I was just in there. So she's in there. He's like, oh, that'd be fine. So I walk in there. So I got to go in and get in this awkward situation with this chick. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? We can't stay here because the room smells really bad. And she's like, uh, what, what do you mean smells really bad? Uh, no, no, it is clean. I was like, no, it smells really bad. At that point, her husband comes out from the back room. Uh, what is going on here? I was like, oh, yeah, we can't stay here because the room smells really bad. Uh, which room? I'm like, uh, 241. No, that's just one of the good ones. I'm like, oh, my God. What do the other ones smell like? Oh, fuck. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, well, you know, and I just had to fucking lie, dude, real quick. I'm like, oh, yeah, my wife's pregnant and she, she really can't do any. She's really sensitive to smells and she really cannot stay in here. And so I had to fucking do this in front of another customer, in front of these two people. And I'm like, oh, here's the, here's the guy from Expedia. And then, you know, they get on the phone. I keep the woman's like, no, it's okay. We will, we will put through the cancellation. I'm like, all right, thanks. We leave. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because they could have denied it if they wanted to be pricks about it, but they weren't. So that was cool. So yeah, we just sit in Roswell for a few hours. We checked. Oh, they happened to have a UFO festival that very weekend we were there. And so it was pretty cool, actually. Uh, they had a, a whole street blocked off and they had a bunch of booths set up and food and, and different little shops and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. Got some tacos. Ordered some tacos from a dude cooking in 105-degree weather, standing on a grill with a fucking cowboy hat on. So that was cool. <laughs> oh, we went to the UFO Museum, which has a lot of cool little shit in there too, and a bunch of weirdos talking about you know, their experiences and uh, whatever. It's nothing to write home about, though. So I don't, I don't recommend Roswell unless you happen to be passing through. Then stop, but it's not a destination. All right, our next stop was at the bottom of New Mexico at a national park called Carlsbad Caverns. Now, this place is pretty damn trippy. It's essentially a, a series of caverns 800 feet below ground. So you just walk down the pathway. It's all, uh, you know, it's dark as shit <laughs> to get in the cave, obviously. And you're just walking down. You keep walking, walking, and you're seeing all these cool stuff. But yeah, you're essentially walking down 800, 800 feet. Uh, 80 flights of stairs and then you're at the bottom and you walk through the whole thing and uh man it's just this massive cavern below way below ground it's like jesus christ it's crazy this is down here and that people actually came think about the first people that went through there and just were exploring the balls you gotta have it's fucking nuts man and it makes me think of that movie called the descent 
where those chicks go uh, down below in the cave systems and they see those weird creature people. Oh man, that's a that's a pretty cool movie. Check that one out. But the cave system down here and the cavern is pretty damn cool. I uh, really enjoyed the whole thing. And then you take an elevator, like a like an, a Vegas style, just straight up from the from the very bottom and it shoots you all the way back up to the top. Really cool experience. Uh, yeah, and then from there it's like, all right, now what? Now what do you want to do? There happens to be a national park right through right at the tip of Texas. And uh, we don't really spend too much time there. It's like the Guadalupe Mountains or something. Uh, we got there kind of late. But we just drove through there like, all right, now what? Just like all the time. Okay, now what do you want to do? And like, oh, there's uh, El Paso. It's like right nearby. Want to get some Mexican food from El Paso? Okay. That's what we did. <laughs> that was my first time in Texas. And we drove through El Paso. It's like, fuck, there's Mexico. Just right there. You're on the freeway. Oh, there it is. Just right across the freeway. And it's funny, I just spoke to a guy today. Uh, we were just bullshitting. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, you're from the area? I'm like, oh, yeah. What about you? Oh, I'm from El Paso. I'm like, no shit. I was just there. And uh, he's, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very shocked, like, just how close Mexico is. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I used to live literally like a block from the border. And he goes, I would see people every day sneaking in. And then they would come and sell their stuff here or whatever they're doing. They could go back at the end of the night. I'm like, it's that fucking easy? He was like, yeah, when I was a kid, it was. Just come right in. There's like a, a chain link fence. You find the opening and you just come right in. I'm like, fuck, maybe Donald Trump's right. We do need a wall. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was like, wow, it's that easy. So yeah, we went through Texas and then we stayed the night in... Uh, the fucking food was good, man. I've always heard about heard about uh, the El Paso food. I mean, it wasn't out of this world, but it was good. Uh, we stayed nearby. The next day we headed to... Uh, we're going to Arizona to Saguaro National Park. But on the drive, I'm like, oh, fuck. There's a stein. Tombstone. So many miles of that away. I'm like, oh, dude, let's go. And she's like, if you want to, I don't care. Tombstone is fucking sick. It's, a, it's just a little western town that's like trapped in time. It looks like the movie. There's guys walking around dressed like the guys from the movie. And it's dirt roads, fucking wooden uh, walkways. Old little shops, saloons. It's sick. We stopped in the saloon, had some food, had some beer. Uh, this guy was playing the piano, fucking singing along. It's all old-timey. It's crazy. It's badass. If you're in the area, I recommend going out that way. Just hang out for the day. It's pretty sick. It's, uh, and they, like, they do a re- reenactment of the OK Corral shootout, but we didn't go to that because it's kind of pricey. But uh, it's just pretty sick to go and watch the stagecoaches driving around and all the old cowboy dudes. It's worth it. Uh, and then it's the Royal National Park. The wife likes cactus, cacti. She's a big um, succulent person. So, oh my God, James, isn't that funny? Because I'm somewhat of a succulent aficionado. Oh boy, I'm sure you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's you know you've seen that that cactus from Arizona, right? With the like the two arms, one arm on each side. That's the saguaro cactus, which is native to that area only you won't find that anywhere else in the world apparently so uh there's a national park to protect that area so we, yeah we took some walk around there oh we're out like you know sun setting she's taking photos of the sunset with the cactus and all that and then you hear in the background oh like, uh we should probably be getting out of here <laughs> once the pack of coyotes coyotes start running around it's like yeah that's a good time to leave 
Uh, let's see what else. Oh, we went to the Arizona. What's it called? Sonoran Desert Museum. That's pretty cool. It's a it's a whole outdoor thing. They show all kinds. It's like a it's like a zoo slash museum. It's pretty cool. Worth checking out. But then from there, we went up north to a little place called Sedona. I can't explain Sedona without using the word magical. It's fucking beautiful. There's a few places I've been in my life where I'd say it felt like a, like a magical place, something you can't explain, just there's some feeling when you're there. And that was Yellowstone, Zion, and Sedona. They just have this, uh, maybe Yosemite too. They just have this feeling when you're there, like, holy fuck, this place is special and magical. And uh, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Sedona is gorgeous. It's like you're driving through the desert and all of a sudden you're there and it's like it looks different than where you were before. And it's got these giant, beautiful red rock formations all around the whole city. Tall fucking giant mountains made out of red rock. And then uh, it's just green as fuck. There's these, this really pretty uh, national park or national park. State park you can go to. I think it's called Red Rock. And uh, there's got this really great river running through it, green trees. So you're in the desert, but it doesn't feel like it. It's, it's incredible. And it's got really nice shops, fucking great restaurants, bars. It's a fucking awesome place to go. Take the wife, take the girlfriend. Uh, it's worth it, dude. It's worth going. It's, it could be romantic as hell if you want it to be. We took a hike called The Devil's Bridge. It's a very famous, look it up, Devil's Bridge, and it's fucking sick. It's not too hard of a hike, and you can do it. And so you got to walk out on this platform. And once again, the wife. <laughs> you know, it's like we walk out there, and then we walk back. I'm like, oh, okay, let's get a photo now, all of us. I'm not going back out there. It's like, but you just went out there. Yeah, but I'm not going back there again. I have so much anxiety right now. It's like, but you just went. It's wide enough. You're not going to fall. I just said I'm not going to go back out there. So respect my, my wishes, okay? Like, oh, God. All right, fine. So me and the kids went back. I'm going to take a photo of me and the kids then. You're not going to be in the photos. You'll, no one will ever see you like you're a part of this moment. I don't care. I'm not going back out there. So we went back out. And just, you know, because I'm my fucking asshole self, I had to sit on the very edge below <laughs> with hundreds of feet dropped below. And I do it. And in front of all these people, she goes, ah! Get down there. I'm not, I'm not taking your photo. I'm like, well, I'm not getting out of here until you take my photo. Ah, I hate you. And she takes the photo. I'm like, God damn it. And I make a fucking scene. <laughs> it was so worth it. Awesome, dude. The whole trip was fucking awesome. And then from there, we headed to uh, headed back home. Um, stopped at Joshua Tree. The kids haven't been there before. Now, this is my final chapter on the trip, okay? And a final reason why my wife is a fucking sucks, okay? So, so we get the Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree, the cool thing about Joshua Tree is there are giant boulders in this place. And it looks like if there's a God, it looks like, it looks like God grabbed a bunch of giant boulders and it went and just dropped them in a pile. And there's a mountain made of giant boulders. And the cool thing is you got to climb these fucking things. You have to. You see them like, yeah, we're going to climb those. And you wind up climbing this mountain of boulders to get to the top and just like looking around like, damn, this is crazy. It's beautiful. So, of course, we get there, and she's like, I want to take a drive through here and there. I want to drive on this little trail. I want to drive through here. I'm like, why do you want to drive? 
And she's getting mad at me. Like, why not? I want to see where this where this little road goes to. It's pretty cool. It's off-road and it's not. I'm like, nah, we're not doing that. She's like, why not? I'm like, because we're gonna we're gonna have good memories with these kids. They're not gonna remember driving through the fucking on this road. They're going to remember climbing these boulders. Now let's go climb some fucking boulders. <laughs> she got a little mad at me. She's like, fine. And we get out. Of course, she's like, I only want to go a certain amount. I don't want to go to the top. That's too scary. I'm like, fine. You go as long as you want to go. So we're going up up as high as we can. And then she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stay here. There's like this big ass platform area where she can walk around. She's like, I'm staying here. I'm like, all right, we're going to keep going. I don't think it's, it's, it's a good idea. The kids are going to fall. It's too dangerous. They're gonna, nah, nah, nah. I'm like, nah, that'll be fine. So we start going up these big boulders. And at one point, I'm like, oh, this might be too dangerous. <laughs> but I'm helping the kids. I'm, I'm saying, all right. Now, this is a good teaching lesson too, right? I'm thinking. Like, look, it's fun to do wild, crazy things, but don't be stupid. Make smart decisions. Now, look, walking up these boulders, where do you think is a good idea to go? And I'm making them map it out so that they're, okay, once you're up there, then where are you going to go? Don't just start making stupid decisions and, and just jumping from boulder to boulder. Like, make sure you have this ship mapped out. So, uh, you know, we were doing that, and then if they needed help, I'd lift them up or I'd pull them across and this and that. They were never in any real danger, but they could have easily have fallen and gotten hurt and possibly died. But where's the fun in not dying, right? That's my motto. So we get even higher, almost to the top. They got kind of crazy where I said, nah, that's it. That's enough for us. This is good enough. Um, so I'm somewhat responsible. But we're up there. Once again, dude, they're looking at what they accomplished. We're admiring the view, take some photos, remembering this moment. And it was great. Something you won't get sitting in a fucking car driving around. And uh, we go back, get back down, and uh, yeah, I mean, they fucking had a blast. That's what it's all about. Seizing the moment. And that's where I'll leave it. Uh, we had a blast. Me and the wife actually went back to Sedona recently after when we went to that uh, the Arizona Diamondback Dodger game. We, we headed up to Sedona for a couple of days, and uh, it was fucking cool, man. Let's just say it uh, got fairly <laughs> romantic. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. Let's just say we uh, we took advantage of that hotel bed. And uh, oh, you want to hear something fucking ridiculous? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna throw my wife under the bus yet again. This has been like a wife bashing podcast. <laughs> so once we get to Sedona after all that driving, we both gotta take a shit. I gotta go worse. So I go in before her. I take my shit. I come. Everything's fine. I come out. It was nice and good. If you were wondering, I come out. She goes in. And uh, after she's done, she's like, um, the toilet is not flushing all the way. I'm like, you fucking clogged the toilet. I'm just rubbing it in her face. You know, it's probably happened to do with me. I probably got it started. And, uh, but I didn't say that. I was like, I'm like, oh my God, how big was your shit? Like, Shut up. It wasn't that bad. I'm like, what did you do? And I'm just rubbing it in her face even more. And she starts laughing and stuff. And then uh, she's like, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, let's just let the water slowly go down. I'm like, is it going down at all? And she looks in there. Yeah, it's going down a little bit. I was like, all right, let's let it just hang out for a bit. Once the water level goes down, we'll flush it again and see if it goes down. All right. So, it we're, you know, it goes down. I'm like, all right, flush it again. Uh, now the water's rising back up again. I'm like, fuck. It's like, great. So now <laughs> I'm looking all over the room. There's no plunger in the room. I'm like, God damn it. So now I got to make the call. Like, do I want to go to the fucking main uh, check-in reception area and say, can I get a plunger? I was like, nah, I'll just call. So I call uh, um, housekeeping. And, uh, or sorry, not, not the maintenance guy. I call the maintenance guy. He's like, uh, hello, maintenance. And I go, yeah, hi. 
I go, we just, like I try to play it off. I'm like, well, yeah, we just checked in and I realized that the toilet is clogged. I'm like, do you, is there any way you can drop a plunger off? And he's like, oh yeah, no problem. I'll be, I'll be right there. I'm like, all right, thanks. Appreciate it. Hang up the phone. Not even 30 seconds. The guy's fucking knocking the door. I'm like, oh fuck, that's great service. And then I open it. He's like, okay. Hey, he's like, how you doing? He's like, you want me to go and take care of it for you? And uh, all right, he's like, oh, you, you want to leave it for you? I'm like, and he made it seem like he wanted to do it. I'm like, I was like, uh, he's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm happy to do it. No problem. I'm like, oh, uh, why? Well, if it's not a problem, he's like, oh, no, 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 let me take care of it. I'm like, oh, great. So this guy went in like, <laughs> unclogged the, the toilet immediately. Then he comes out and I tell him in front of my wife, I was like, oh man, so you were able to, to clear it out, huh? Yeah. The wife really did a number on that one. And she's like, oh my God, don't say that. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, it was me. And then, uh. He's like, oh, no worries. Don't worry about it. Have a good day, folks. And he was on his way. That may or may not have happened, the last part. But uh, overall, dude, Sedona is fucking gorgeous. And uh, I highly recommend it, man. We had some really romantic dinners there. Ugh, great fucking food. Anyway, you get the point. I'm babbling on and on. Just go get to Sedona as quick as you can and enjoy the fuck out of it. Danger approved. Anyway, I've had diarrhea of the mouth. Let's start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call... I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's. I fancy that. Fancy. All right, fancy. It sounds robotic. I fancy that is a segment in which I talk about something positive for a change. Wow! Just when you thought that that couldn't happen, here comes I fancy that. That's right. Something that I fancy. Now. I fancy, now look, this fancy is going to kind of, it's going to kind of deceive you a bit because you're going to think I'm shitting on someone and being negative because I fancy that is all about being positive. But just bear with me and you'll find the positive in this story. So, on my kids' Little League Dodgers team, four of the kids on the team um, were friends with all the parents. So it was really fun because we all got to hang out, party, and we got together all the time, you know, see them at practice. Uh, I, was pra- I was coaches with the two other dads and uh, we all got along really well. So one of the moms on the team, they have season tickets through their work to Dodger games and they got killer seats. They've given to us before in the past. So what she generously did was put up for those uh, season tickets for a game. They put up the four tickets for as a raffle and to make a lot of money for the end of the year party. And so they went all out on this party, dude. They had a killer fucking taco, man killer they got one of those giant inflatable water slides with for the kids with the pool in, in it too so they go they climb the top of it slide down fall in the pool of water they had a blast and just hooked up everything and it was at their house and it was sick they, like all the booze was paid for like food it was insane they wind up giving the coaches gifts and they give us legit dodger jerseys from dodger stadium you know, not, uh, there's no player names on I me. Mean, it just says, uh, it says Los Angeles. They're the travel jerseys. I prefer the Dodgers jersey. It says Dodgers on it, not Los Angeles. But uh, I was like, dude, that's still fucking cool. But I wound up, um, they wanted getting me a size too big. And so I was kind of swimming in it. I was like, ah, oh, shit, this fucked up. Like, I'd like to wear this at the games, but it's, it's way too big. And so I asked the girl if she had the receipt, if I can, you know, take it back. And she's like, oh, I'll take it back for you. I'm like, all right, cool. So months go by. She hasn't taken it back. Just hasn't gotten the time to go back to Dodger Stadium. 
And I was like, shit, dude, I'm going to a game with my cousin coming up. I was like, hey, I told my wife, like, can you get that thing back from her? I'll take it back and ask for the receipt. So I get the jersey back. No receipt. I'm like, God damn it. This is going to be an issue. And uh, so we go, my cousin and I, I go to this store. And <laughs> now, hey, look, there's a philosophy here. When you're, going to, when you're going to a store where you don't think the things are going to be in your odds or even a fucking restaurant or whatever the place is, not even restaurant, wherever you're going, if you want to get hooked up and have someone treat you better, if you're a guy, this might be news to you, girls. Might be, you probably do the same shit to guys. You try to find the least attractive girl, mostly heavyset girls. You try to fucking charm them and, uh, you know, really be smooth. <laughs> really lay on the charisma thick. But you got to find the ugly fat girls, right? I'm sorry to be insensitive, but that's just the way it is. So you walk up to the, you pick the ugly fat girl. You know, you got her. You got her locked down. I walk right up to her and I go, hey, I take off my sunglasses. I look her right in the eye. Hey, how you doing today? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just great. Hey, listen, I got a problem. Tell the whole story. Look, you know, I was coaching Little League Dodgers and we went all the way. We won the championship. Yeah, man, it was really something. I said, the team mom got us all. She's a season ticket holder here. She wanted to get all of us coaches Dodger jerseys. Mine's just a little too big. I'm not trying to get no money or nothing out of this. All I want to do is exchange for another size. I don't have the receipt. Is it going to be cool? She looks at me and smiles. She says, I don't have a problem with it, but I got to ask my manager. I'm like, fuck. Here comes this like bull dyke type chick, angry at the world. I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. She tells her the situation. Sorry, can't do it right away. And I'm like, oh my God. And uh, I'm like, what was your name? She's like, uh, I forget her name. Like, let's just say Susan. Susan. I'm like, look, Susan, I'm not trying to get any money off you guys. I'm not trying to swindle nobody. All I want to do is get the right size. This and this and that. Trying to be real smooth with her. Sorry, can't do anything for you. It's like, dude, what a bitch. And uh, she goes, you might want to try a different store. They're going to tell you the same thing. We don't even have that type jersey here. I was like, well, I wouldn't mind if it's something different. I just want, I just want the medium size. No, no, it has to be identical to the one you bring in, okay? And I'll tell you right now, if it has so much as a speck on that jersey, we won't take it back. Being a real fucking cunt, right? I'm like, and I'm steaming. I'm like, all right, thanks. We leave. I'm like, fucking bitch. And my cousin's like, man, she was being a fucking, yeah, she was being a bitch. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And I'm all, he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to try one more store, dude. If not, I'm fucking, I'm not walking all over the place. Because these stores are not close to each other. So we find another team store. And uh, there's, it's like a little tiny one as you're walking through the aisles. It's not a store itself, right? It's like a, it's like a booth set up. But they still got a, lot, they got a lot of shit there. I walk up. Of course, there's a guy and a girl. Who do you think I walk up to? Walking for the girl. She's like, kind of like an ugly chick. Same deal. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh got a bit of a problem so yeah i was a coach at the dodgers laying it on real thick again right and she's like um i don't have that kind i'm like we have the white dodgers jersey i'm like she goes uh is that okay i'm like yeah that's great I, that's fine i'm like you know i just i need i need something that's not too big i go but you know i don't want to be picky about it she's like, yeah no problem fucking grabs the one i really want the white dodgers jersey with the blue dodgers written on it i'm like oh my god it's gonna happen she Pulls it down. She's like, is this one okay? I'm like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, fine. 
She's like, oh, but I, I gotta have, I have to ask the manager. This is a guy. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, because I don't know how you do it on the computer. And then she goes, oh, yeah, he wants to exchange it for this one. He goes, oh, okay. Beep, beep, beep. Scan, scan, scan. He's like, is that it? I'm like, yeah, that's it. Hands me the fucking jersey. I'm on my way. Done. They did not give a fuck. The other chick up there, the cunt, she was a hardcore Boy Scout. For what, dude? What are you getting out of this? Here's my fancy after all that. I fancy the people that just don't give a fuck like that. They act like they're the ones that are, it's their merchandise. They're going to be losing money, even though I'm just fucking exchanging. It's like, what do you got to lose? What do you care? I'm a fucking fan here. I want, make, make me happy. Like, what do you give a fuck? I never understand that, that when people turn into hardcore Boy Scouts for their company they work for. Their company that doesn't give a shit about them in the long run. If it comes down to it, fuck you, you're out. Every time. They will not side with you. There is no loyalty for you. The company is on the side of the company. What, what is with this hardcore fucking determination to do the right thing for this company? What does the right thing even mean? They're still going to sell that jersey. They're still going to make the money. What does it hurt? I don't understand. We have policies. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. So yeah, dude, the people that don't, that are not hardcore like that, the people that will, you know, is it even a rule? I don't know. They, go, they don't give a fuck. They don't uphold the rules. You know, they hook you up because who gives a shit? That's why. So those people, I fucking fancy those people. As opposed to the Boy Scouts. Ugh. Whack. So yeah. Let's focus on the positive here. The people that will not give a fucking hook you up anyway. I fancy you. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. The fuck you is the opposite of I fancy that. It's where I get to be negative again. Who wants to end on a positive note? Not this podcaster. <laughs> so I'm going to bitch, complain, whine, scream, jump up and down, and rant and rave about this stuff. All right? So the fuck you moment this time is... Uh, this might be kind of weak, but... <laughs> These are things that I fucking hate that people say. They really drive me insane every time I hear it. I want to, I cringe and I want to punch the person right in the mouth. Here's a couple things. You do you. Ugh. There's nothing infuriate you more than someone saying, you do you. Yeah? Something else infuriates me more than that. How about this one? He's living his best life. Ah! Go fuck yourselves! Stop saying it! No one likes hearing it, so stop saying it! Am I alone here? I feel like I'm alone on this one. I can't be alone. I know at least one of you guys out there feels the same way. Do I get hung up on this dumb shit too much? Do most of you people just be like, ah, who cares? I'm not going to dwell on it. I dwell on this kind of shit. It just, that's all I can focus on for a while. If someone's talking and they say, hey, you do you. Oh, God. Or when guys, when guys say, I know, right? I fucking hate that too. I hate all of it. Calm down, James. Get it together. Get it together, James. You know what? I think I needed to do a podcast. I do have frustrations built in. I needed to release them. 
Now my negative energy is bestowed upon you. Now you deal with it. <laughs> now you can yell at someone else or you can bottle it up and let it cause cancer. I don't care. It's out of my system. I'm a narcissist. All I care about is myself. All right, next one. People that post workout videos of themselves. Why are you doing this? We don't fucking care. You're not going to inspire us, all right? You're not going to show us techniques. We're not looking to you for guidance. This is more narcissism. Hey, look at me. I feel good about myself. So look at this. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, man. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody. I don't even like seeing the hot girls with their workout routines. You know the ones I'm talking about, the ones on the Instagrams. You're scrolling through the feed, bored. You see this stupid bitch with a goddamn kettlebell standing up, going down, step up, step down. Like, all right, dude, I am not interested in this shit. What, are you perverts out there? Oh, I like watching them work out. It's fucking hot. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> well, sometimes it's hot, but mostly it's stupid. Uh, yeah, I, well, I've seen people that I know post workout videos of themselves, like thrusting their hips up and down. No, we don't want to see that shit. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. The, I don't know. Is it just me or do you agree? Just the level of fucking narcissism you have to have to, that, to think that we want to see your workout videos. Am I wrong on this? Who thinks, hey, you know what? I'm going to work out. You know what I should do? I should film myself working out so people can watch me doing it. It's pretty fucking weird, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm feeling like I'm alone in this one too. I'm feeling the crickets. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I got one more fuck you. This one's, a, this one's a little stronger. I feel like those ones are kind of disappointing. I'm not even sure if I brought this up on the show before. It's been such a long time, I don't remember, so why not? You probably forgot anyway. Uh... My the the house I grew up in, in Hush in the High. No, it's not being torn down and condos built in its place. It's uh, <laughs> my grandparents lived in that house. My grandfather bought that house in 1957. It was built in 1955. He bought it for the price of seven thousand nine hundred dollars. So he lived in a house from 1957 until he died, in uh, shit five years ago. We lived there the whole time. I lived there growing up for most of my life. Uh, it was like the house everyone gathered to, to have family get-togethers, holidays, barbecues, parties, blah, 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 you name it. That was the house. Some shit went down with my family where uh, it wound up being sold. Once he passed away, I guess in the will, it said to sell it, blah, blah, blah. I won't get into that, but it was sold, and these assholes moved in. So uh, I think they moved out and I think they flipped it. Yeah, these Asian peoples flipped it. That's what Asian people do. <laughs> I'm kidding. A lot of them do. A lot of them are investors and they buy houses and just sell them, buy houses, sell them. 
I run into them all the time in my line of work, a police officer. So these Asian guys bought the house. Apparently, I didn't know this until someone sent me a fucking article and I couldn't believe it, dude. It's a, I click on it and it's like a house in Hacienda Heights busted for fucking, like it's like a weed house. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? I see these rooms. This, this, there was a big room my grandfather built in the back of the house, like this giant room. Uh, he added on. They turned that, they converted it into like a, you know, that, the, the plant cooking house. Whatever you call it. <laughs> plant cooking. Whatever you call it. Where they put the goddamn, uh, the heat lamps and the fans and all that shit. And I saw a photo of my beloved grandfather's house. He built with his bare hands. Has been converted into a, a, house, a room for, for weed plants. They took 418 uh, plants out of this out of the house. They raided it, busted the doors down in the middle of the fucking night because they got tipped off from someone. Yeah, dude. It's fucking crazy. My childhood house raided <laughs> and stormed in like one of the biggest drug busts in this area. And I don't know how long. Fucking shocking. And I actually, there was a house in the back of the property that my grandfather started to build with my parents and then they wind up moving. And so they stopped building it and I actually helped finish it. I did all the work myself. That was built, turned into a, a weed room too. So they had two of the rooms converted into weed rooms. And like one of them was a the place I fucking lived. I lived there for years and I loved that little room and my daughter was actually conceived there. My uncle used to call it the love shack. <laughs> but yeah, man, fuck you, man. You like raped part of my life, my childhood. You stole my, my grandparents' house. I'm, I won't say that. You, you took advantage of it. Instead of uh, making a loving family in this place, you decided to, to abuse it and use it for nefarious reasons, you asshole. So yeah, fuck you to people that work out and decide we need to see it. Fuck you to people that say, you know, uh, you only live once. Oh no, you do you. Live your best life. All that horse shit. And fuck you to these goddamn guys. They took my grandparents' lovely house and they used it for crime. And crime must pay, you diabolical fiends. Hey, all you people. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, all right, that's going to do it. Another one of the books. It's been, a, it's been a while, but I uh, finally gave you another episode, you fucks. A couple of you guys have been complaining to me to get a podcast recorded. And uh, Brian, shout out to you, you piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. Uh, here you go. Now shut up. Now this gives me six more months of peace and quiet. And uh, to the rest of yous, I'll leave you with the same fantastic advice I always leave you with. And that's simply, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. Later.